Hey, my beautiful night owls. Hello, my friends. If you're new, hi, how are ya? I'm Nancy. If you're returning, hi, God bless you. I wanted to come on and do my podcast tonight with you guys because uh, I feel like there's uh, a group of us forming um, around this podcast where we've discussed the content and they've asked more questions and it's been really fun getting to know some of you guys. Some of you I've known for a while. Some of you I'm just now um, getting to know. But uh, you're listening to Palma One Radio on Palma Media. This is Faith Ignited. I'm your host, Nancy Burns. And I have a story for you tonight. But first, I want to just ask you guys how you're doing. Are you so, so happy that you made it until Friday? Everybody made it to Friday, right? Everybody sort of... we're in the trenches about Tuesday, Wednesday, but we're we're out now and, and it's the weekend. So happy weekend to all of you out there who are listening now at 10 p.m., like I said, on Palma One. And then on Sunday nights, go to bed at night. You go to bed a little early for work in the morning and you listen to... The replay if you missed the first re- one or you want to hear it again you can listen to it again Sunday nights 9 p.m. do you guys know what's coming to Palma Media starting December 1st oh my gosh do you know what's coming let me tell you on December 1st we are launching Palma Talk Radio. Palma Talk on the platform. It's a fourth channel. So not only do you get Palma Classics, not only do you get Palma One, not only do you get Futurix, but now you're going to get Palma Talk all for free. You're listening for free. The way we like it, unless you're a sponsor, of course. And if you would like to be a, a sponsor for uh, the platform as we grow into the community, as we um, sort of integrate into the community, um, Palma Media uh, has been really, really kind to me. And, um, we started, I started my first podcast with my mom on Palma Media, and I knew it was, um, a special place. 
but with, with Palma Talk coming on December 1st, 2022. You don't even have to wait till next year. It's coming to you before the end of the year. That's amazing. You have to get your app. If you don't have your app yet, go to your app store, type in P-A-M-A Portuguese Communications or Radio. It'll come up. You'll see the red and white Palma logo there. And you just click that and you download the app and you have access to all of these amazing things and Palma Talk's gonna be talk radio 24-7 talk radio talk podcasts uh, new content old content I'm sure um, so I'm excited I hope you guys are too that's a huge huge accomplishment for the platform so congratulations to Nelson and to the rest of the team, Sylvia and Angela and um, all of you guys out there that have a podcast that I haven't met yet, but I can't wait for the day to meet you guys. Um, I love like-minded people. I love people who uh, share my faith and who... Um, get it. You know how there's just some people who just get it and there's some people who just don't get it, unfortunately. And um, I always say 10,000 times a day this quote that Father Dave priest that Catholic priest that's in New Jersey he taught me this quote and ever since that day he taught me this quote boy do I say it at least 10,000 times a day and it is Lord bless them change me Lord bless them and change me give them the blessing change me, my heart, change me. Um, so if you're seeing someone, if you say that a lot, and you're seeing someone around you who is being so uh, blessed, it's because of all those prayers that have been uh, coming their way, right? Um, tonight we're going to read a story um, it's a great story that I think you guys are going to enjoy, and, um, if you're not yet relaxed, if you're not yet in a place of comfy, cozy, uh, you're in your PJs, in your big cozy socks, laying in a big comfy bed with a nice fresh clean, fresh sheet smelling linen. You have a glass of wine near your bed or you have 
a water or you have a diet soda or you have a whatever you guys want to have next to you but have something next to you that um, can be along on this hour about an hour journey that we're going to take well, about 45 minutes, half hour journey now that we're about 15, 10 minutes in. But I want to thank you guys for listening to Faith Ignited only on Pommel One Radio Friday nights, 10 p.m., Sunday nights, 9 p.m., late night owls. I'm calling all you. mating call when you guys hear you know it's time for faith ignited i'm an owl calling you uh to perch up and get comfy cozy and let's get into this beautiful story that i'm going to share here tonight thank you again so much for listening It's funny because as I begin to narrate these stories of near-death experiences, these stories of faith reigniting itself in your heart, in your life, the story of having, uh, stories of having uh, people who can describe what heaven looks like, people who have died and have come back to life miraculously God's grace to come and tell us all about it come and tell us all about God the Father who is with us until our last breath and then beyond so I'm going to read this story tonight it's by a lady Her name is Brenda Martin. Brenda Martin, I feel like, has a southern draw. I love, this is a fun fact about your host, is that I love doing voices. I love um, doing imitations. And uh, so I'm going to read this story, a little bit of a southern drawl, just for effect, just for, uh, you know, something fun to do. Brenda says, my husband, John Myers, tells people he died on January 11th. In reality, he did. He had been hospitalized for a day because of shortness of breath. And at about noon on January 11th, his heart stopped. By the time I walked into the ICU an hour later, 
after a perilous back road drive on a winter's day, the medical team was still working on him. He had gone into something called cardiogenic shock, said the doctor who ushered me out into the hallway after and away from the room where all the activity was happening with my husband. His heart had stopped. His blood pressure was zero. He said on his initial hospital paperwork that he didn't want CPR. So they were trying to bring his blood pressure up chemically. There were signs his organs were shutting down. And at some point I asked, what does life look like if he survives this? She didn't expect him to live throughout the night. I would learn later that night that there were no more happenings in the hospital room, that his team of doctors and nurses and specialists working to get a guy's heart pumping again because God was in the thick of it all. Much later that night, when John was stabilized and quasi-coherent, after a handful of friends who came to say goodbye had left, he turned to me and said, I think I had a near-death experience. I think I said, no doubt. He said, no, really, really, I did, I did have a near-death experience. And I answered with probably more snark than what was appropriate, but I said, what? What did you see? The white light? But he had. And in the hours and days that followed, as his members of his organs started rejuvenating, his memories came back. He became more solid. His story became a story of new life, of grace, and of peace. Here's how he described it. When his heart crisis began, he felt an intense pain. The monitors around him started to alarm and the medical people came running. He said it was like watching a TV show or a movie. He described it as looking into a mirror dimly 
They were all wearing blue scrubs, and he could see this sea of blue surrounding him. Suddenly, the blue morphed into this vibrant color. And then quickly, a brilliant bright white light surrounded the blue light. He calls it the most brilliant light he had ever, ever seen. He said it was so bright, it was almost hard to look at. He is sure that God was in that room that moment. He said it was the most incredible grace and love he had ever felt. He is sure that God was in that room with him in that moment. He said it was the most incredible grace and love he had ever felt. Later, he said that he's come to believe that the white light was drawing him in. The white light, he said, was lifting him up. Up the work of those who were saving him. He said he feels like he got a glimpse of what happens next. And even though he said he didn't feel like he was adequate words to describe it, he didn't have them. He couldn't think of adequate words to describe what he had seen, but he said it is a beauty and a light beyond our knowing that it is more than we can ever imagine. John was hospitalized for 15 days. It turns out that an infection in a toe is what pushed his heart into crisis. He came home from the hospital with only nine toes and a new look at life. It is the view of someone who has been resurrected, who is experiencing the promises of God right now in this life. I want to read that again, you guys who is experiencing the promises of God now in this life. A week after his hospital discharge, we attended the funeral of a young Lutheran pastor who had died in his 30s of heart failure while waiting for a heart transplant that would never come. Our friend Ben was our touchstone. He knew all about heart issues and could explain things to us. It was quite something at the funeral for John with his nine toes to be able to walk forward and receive communion from the Lutheran bishop who had on January 11th 
been one of the clergy to surround John's hospital bed and anoint him and commend him to God. A couple of weeks after that, John came home from his church's Ash Wednesday service and said it was emotional for him to hear the words, you are from dust and to dust you shall return. He knows how close that he came to dust. Today, when Christians around the world are celebrating the resurrection of the Lord Easter, we are celebrating not just the promise of eternal life, but the promise of life now, before our hearts finally stop to return to dust. In our house, we are celebrating the gift of time, however long or short we have left. As we have shared John's experience, we are celebrating those that have told us their similar experiences and seeing the light and living to tell about it. We are celebrating the humor in life like the gift of a nine-toned skeleton that a parishioner gave to John while inducting him into a club of people who can no longer count to 20 on their digits. But we are celebrating that miracles happen and can happen. We also live in the promise of the resurrection from this life to the next. On the night of January 11th, a friend who was keeping vigil prayer for John reminded us of a hymn John and his choir staying at Christ Church Cathedral in Oxford, England on a choir trip in 2008. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be light and lighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of the people of Israel. January 11th was not John's night to depart in peace. We do not know that day or time when our lives return to dust, but we live in hope for the promise of Easter.
Amen, amen, amen. Wow. So, Miss Brenda Martin, she became a reverend after serving 30 years as an editor at the Erie Times News. And now she serves as a pastor of the Holy Trinity Lutheran Church, Greenvale, Mercer County. She previously was pastor of St. James Lutheran Church in Fairview for nearly 10 years. John Myers is a professional singer, well known in Erie for his work with the Erie Opera Theater and Lake Erie Choir Artists, formerly a Renaissance singer. He sang for many years at St. Peter's Cathedral and currently sings at the Cathedral of St. Paul's Episcopal. Amen, amen. I somehow knew that that story was British. It was a British story. It was a British story and, uh, you know, it was told to us by Brenda, who, after that happened to her husband, she became a reverend. How amazing. How amazing is that? So, I'm going to put in um, another story here. It's going to be Two times story time for the price of one free story time. We get another story time because I've only been talking for a half an hour. And um, I think this next story will be a good one too. So let's continue on with the next story. Change the music up a little bit. Change the mood up a little bit. And uh, we'll get to our second story here for tonight. And then we'll wrap up and we'll say goodnight. But we're going to go on to the next story. We're in a rainstorm, guys. We're watching the rainstorm out of our window. But we're cozy and warm, maybe with the fire going under your blankets, relaxed, and so ready for bed. About seven years ago, I was first year law student with a love for fast cars. 
I was also very inquisitive and I enjoyed challenging my parents on almost everything they said. I never meant no disrespect. I just always preferred my whys and my hows answered. One night, I went out with some friends and I lied to my then boyfriend about it. And I told him, I'm home studying. My parents were unaware about the lie that they knew about my whereabouts. Before leaving the house, my mother asked me to drop something off at her friend's house. Since I wasn't driving, my male friend agreed. After dropping it off, I realized that I was actually wanted to go back home. On the way home, after my friends reluctantly decided to drop me, we had an accident. I was seated at the back seat and shot through the widescreen windshield. I landed on my head where blood was gushing from it. I had a concussion, crack in my skull, severe injury to the frontal lobe with damage was so severe that the emergency staff on duty, as chance would have it, knew my father, phoned my parents to drive to the ICU. At the time, I had a 10% chance of living. I recall laying on my head. I didn't feel any pain. And I got up and I went to go sit next to my friend who looked frightened, but he acted like I wasn't there. When my parents got to the scene, she started crying. The driver and the other friend were both unconscious. Then I saw my father's face, and it was like anything I'd ever seen before. Up until that day, I'd never even seen him cry. He looked bleak. His eyes were red, like he was forcing the tears back, and he looked furious. I wanted to run to him, but he was running in the opposite direction. And then I noticed I was running to the lifeless me, laying in the road. Wow. So I walked closer, watching him getting on his knees, cradling my body in his arms. The medics and my mother were frantically shouting at him to leave me since they weren't sure of my bodily injuries at that time. 
He refused. I stood there and I heard him have a conversation that I couldn't see, but it went like this. Daddy was saying, up into the heavens. Why are you doing this? Why? The voice said, this was the agreement. Daddy said, no, it wasn't. The agreement was that I would watch them grow old, but never live to experience this. The voice said, that's selfish. And Daddy said, no, it's not. We agreed. I'd come back when the time was right. The voice said, but you're selfish. So she can have peace now. And you, when the time is right, Daddy then said, then just take me now. She has so much to live for still. The voice, selflessness, agreed. I remember trying to follow the voice, trying to run after it to give me peace, but I could feel the voice for some reason. But I stumbled and I fell in a hole. And when I woke up, I was laying on a bed. I felt naked. And some guy was staring at me. So I shouted as hard as I could, Daddy, I'm naked. And there's a man here. Both of my parents rushed in, my mother's laughingly crying, and my father's looking as if my father looking like as stolid as always told me, I'm in the hospital and I was in a car accident. He also told me that they hope my love for driving with boys in fast cars ended here. I so badly wanted to ask him about the voice, but they injected me with something and I slept till the next day. The next day came with the grace of God, the voice. My father didn't speak much, but my mother told me the experience was very traumatic for him since he never cried in front of people, let alone in front of strangers. I protested that he didn't cry and she told me how he sobbed for almost half an hour 
while the paramedics tried to take me from him to put me in the ambulance. It seemed like I was the only person who heard the conversation. Every other conscious person at the scene only heard my father's sobs. The same day, the doctors also informed me that my parents, that there was damage to my brain and are of such a nature that they would advise against me pursuing my studies. They told them to expect a change in my personality. Basically, they said, I'll be a little cuckoo. They also made me doubt the experience and I ended up delaying asking my father about it. But it changed me. I started doubting my father's. I started doubting my father less. He told me if he wanted to pursue my studies, if I wanted to pursue my studies, I should ask for an appeal at the university. We appealed and I graduated with my BA law degree which took me six years, even though it was a three-year course. Fast forward to my last year of studies. My mother phones me with the devastating news that my father, very healthy 50-year-old, had a heart attack. She explained that she would pick me up after class to go and see him. I go to the hospital on my own since visiting hours were still four hours away. And I felt an urgency to see him. I ask about his whereabouts and they show me where he is. But they inform me I can't go in. I push through the doors anyways. He's sleeping and the cardiac monitor has a slight movement. It doesn't look the way I want it to look. So I run in and the nurse comes running after me shouting about how I will get both of us in trouble and how she told me to wait outside. I don't hear her though because I'm searching for the voice. I'm trying to tell him that he should have taken me. My mother and two younger sisters couldn't bear to lose my father. He answers, but it wasn't sure whether it was an external voice or coming from inside of me, but it said, he taught you how to be selfless. And it went quiet. 
The nurse's voice suddenly became louder, shouting, See what you did? Looking at her pointing at the cardiac monitor, it had sudden frantic movements, which she assumed was from the commotion. I smiled and told her yes. I'll be waiting in the waiting room. He'll be awake at visiting hours. Near-death experiences are like any other. You never know whether they are real or not, but they do affect you. I've learned to live every day as if it's my last and treat every person as if I won't see them again. I'm a hugger. And an optimist. And I draw a silver line for every cloud. And yes, I still have both my parents, a many, many men. I've learned that even after they're gone, that I will still have them forever. Wow. That one, that story, you guys, touched me. Did it touch you guys? I was like, where is this gonna take us? And as you guys know, I don't like to read the stories before I read them to you guys because life is unpredictable. I feel like that's scripted reality, right? When it's scripted to be a certain way or scripted to go a certain way, that's teaching our kids unrealistic goals to attain in this world, you know? But that was a good story and he lived. He lived and God told her, God told her, he taught you how to be selfless. Mm. That is a beautiful story. Trying to be selfless. So he taught her how to be selfless. Wow. What a beautiful gift that a father can give to their daughter. Teach her how to be selfless. Teach her children how to be selfless in this very, very selfish world that we live in. I see so many people fall into the trap of greed and money and, and uh, it's never enough. It's never enough. When will it be enough? I ask you. Because it will never be enough. We're always gonna want more. I just told somebody this this week. I would be broke if I was rich.
I would give it all away without hesitation. Of course, take what we needed for our family, but help those around us, help our brothers and sisters in this world who are going through such difficult times right now. Take advantage of people's kindness. And don't mistake it for weakness. It is strength. It is power. It is something that, like this young lady said, she heard the voice of God saying, I won't take him, basically. He taught you how to be selfless. He was here to teach you that by her having her near-death experience. She already went into that with her dad, already with the experience. So what a beautiful, beautiful stories, two beautiful stories, very different stories, but two great ones nonetheless. If you guys have any stories out there that you want to share with me, near-death experience, uh, just a conversation about the universe, the world we live in, um, please message me. You can find our social media information. Um, I think below in this video, uh, you can find me at Nancy Burns on Facebook Messenger if you have any questions. I would love to hear from you guys' comments. And then after it's been posted on Palma exclusively, I then post it on our YouTube channel to share with my YouTube audience over there who have been loving the podcast as well. Just merging together, trying to do the best we can. Everybody's just trying to do the best they can. Lord, bless them. Change me. I'm the one with the problem, right? I'm the one that needs to change. And I ask God to change me and bless them. Keep blessing them because that's what we want for other people to be happy, for other people to enjoy their life. And go do what you need to do today. Go hug somebody you love today. Go tell somebody you love them and miss them or you can't live without them or thank somebody there's so much grace and gratitude for that I am thankful for humility and grace that God gives us it is coming to a wrap of my show Faith Ignited here on Palma One Radio again 
Pama Talk, December 1st. Hope you guys enjoyed this, these stories this evening. I quite honestly enjoyed my time with you guys so very much. The time spent with you guys, just spending, um, reading these stories, even if it's just for me, by myself, I, uh, I love listening to stories of faith and hope and inspiration. So if you have one of those stories, contact us at www.pamamedia.com, P-A-M-A-M-E-D-I-A.com. Your Alexa, also Alexa, play California Portuguese radio, and she'll put it on Palma for you. And you can listen live. With that, you guys, have a blessed weekend. Have a blessed evening. Uh, have a great Friday and rest of your Saturday and Sunday again at 9 p.m. I'm on. Again, tell your friends. Share this podcast if you're enjoying it. I'd love to hear some feedback from you guys. And... Uh, from my house to yours, sending you love, well wishes, and may God bless you all. Bless them, change me, Lord. Remember that. See you next week, guys. Ciao, ciao.